hello, 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 and welcome to the seventh episode of I'm Smarter in My Own Language. I'm Alex, and as usual, is with me, the man of the beard, Jamie. Hello, Alex. Thanks for the introduction. How are you? I'm super fine. I'm very happy this this time. How are you, Jamie? How was very, your week? Very happy. Why very happy? Because uh, it's been a good week. Okay. Yeah. I cannot uh, complain. It's okay. Things are going well with my experiments. Kinda. Uh, I'm teaching a bit. Uh, I had a nice weekend. So I cannot complain. What about you? Cool. I'm just waiting for somehow I'm for having death. a conference <laughs> next week and I'm going there uh, to the US okay. and then I'm going home so I'm just waiting for those things to happen. Okay, <laughs> that's great. You yeah. know why I'm also happy? Why else? Because we have our second female guest in the Ooh, podcast. Oh, nice. So <laughs> let's welcome Anna. Hey. Yay. Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you. How are you, Anna? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for accepting the invitation. Uh, these are the routine um, questions of the podcast. So can you tell tell the people what, what do you do? So surprise, surprise, I'm a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but did you finish your PhD? Are you working? Uh, did you start the PhD? What? So I've recently finished my PhD, like last summer. I also did my PhD at UCL Biochemench, like <laughs> everyone else that has participated in this podcast. Not, not everyone, but, not I, everyone, but, but I get the point. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, not it's everyone. Right. Like 75% of the people yeah. in the podcast. Don't want to offend anyone that uh, has not done his PhD or her PhD at UCL Biochemench. No, it's fine, it's fine. So... Today is going to be an interesting topic, right? Yeah, a difficult uh, one, I would say. Yeah, uh, but also can be fun. I mean, you need to laugh at everything, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. So, so what are we talking about today? Um, do you want to say it now or do you want to say it uh, when we're back say from this music? Say it now. No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we can try to make the listeners... Oh, let's say two syllables now, then when okay. we're back from uh, the song well, yeah. let me let me I, that won't work yeah it's uh, <laughs> i'm gonna give two hints it starts with d and ends up with oppression okay okay so now we're going for a song <laughs> yeah Bye. 
Papa fait pour ta fille bonito Si ma nous ta, ta fille This was Maira Andrade with Tan Kalakatan. Thank you for the song. That's really good. Very nice song. I really like it. Yeah, like really trappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back to the topic. What are we going to talk today? Depression. Ah, oh, we're, Tough go- one. We're, we're going down. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, don't I mean, know. it's discussion. Like, uh, yeah, make it more. I, I hope the audience uh, don't get depressed with the talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that won't happen. No, with the, with this podcast, no, never. Everything is everything is joy and and laugh. So, um, what is depression? Maybe shall yeah. we start there? Do you have a definition of depression? I don't. Uh, I'm co- I'm here in the complete ignorance this time. Uh, so same here. Maybe Anna, can you help us with Anna? Do you have a definition of depression? I think that there is no real definition of depression, but there are a few um, or a, a group of um, of hints that okay. can lead you to think that you might suffer from depression or a friend of yours might suffer from depression. Okay. I mean, we saw and we learned some of this in our fourth episode about well-being, like to how to detect like when someone is a bit more down and that in depression you just need like being feel depressed for two weeks to be yeah, clinically um, treated as depressed so yeah i maybe there's more than one definition yeah mm-hmm. yeah so usually from what i've i've found okay 
in my research <laughs> because I did, but I tried to do my homework then before I came to this and podcast. And we appreciate it. <laughs> and, we, and we truly appreciate <laughs> it. We really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So when you, there are, there are several things you can feel when you feel depressed. So usually you have a low mood or you feel sad in general. Okay. Um, there, there are feelings of uh, hopeless, hopelessness. Uh, you have low self-esteem or um, you feel like you lose control of your emotions quite easily. For example, you can uh, feel like crying quite often without really having a reason okay. to cry. You can feel quite irritable or intolerant of others. Um, Are you describing my week? <laughs> I, I, I felt personally attacked as well. <laughs> exactly. So that's 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 something that we might be uh, discussing next because I don't know. For for example, me personally, especially while I was doing my PhD, okay, some of these feelings were quite recurrent. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. But. Um... How often do you think? How often? How recurring were your these kind of feelings? So there was a time in my PhD that I was feeling continuously like this, mm -hmm. I would say. So uh, it was not something that was on and off at some point. It was sort of like how my life was going. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, so I think like... Uh, There's a relationship between because that was while you're doing your PhD, right? Yeah, yeah. You just say that. Uh, so there's a the relationship PhD. between PhD students or grad students and depression. Yes. Would you say that? Yeah, yeah. According to research, there are several papers on that actually. <laughs> okay. And people have have done a lot of um, research on this, and apparently. 32% of PhD students are at risk of having or developing a psychiatric disorder, such okay. as uh, depression, which is uh, very much statistically significant from the rest of the population, guys. So how, 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 what's the chance being like in, uh, in the regular population? What's the chance? What's the chance to win the lottery? <laughs> What is the chance to win the lottery? The lottery of depression. No, like, uh, the lottery called depression. Like the control group. There is, yeah. there is a very oh. good question. There is a very good question. So apparently, compared to the average population, uh, the, the average population uh, has a chance of 6%. Wow. Dude. Fuck. That's <laughs> fuck's sake. That's man. pretty significant. Um, like, it's a huge difference. Yes, yeah. this is... We have, this we is, have a higher chance to... Win the lottery. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But why do you think... Uh, well, this is a question for both of you guys. Yeah. Why do you think... Uh, I mean, we are under a lot of stress. and But there are also a lot of um, stressful jobs in real life or in, 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 in outside academia and outside uni. But why do you think uh, we, uh, grad students... Uh, are more in risk at risk uh, I was, I with was depression thinking or, about or it. with mental yeah. Yeah, health. I was thinking about it and I could say m maybe one reason is because you're kind of on your own in the, in your project. Okay. So, it's, okay, you have meetings with your supervisor, but all the problems is, is like, 
is your are your problems yeah yeah i mean and uh, you don't have like people is working everyone in their different projects and, and sometimes they are not even related so uh is is that feeling that you're on your own maybe that can may, maybe could be one factor i don't know if you think what if you want to add another one or? um yeah so that i think that's one of the one of the big factors uh, which is related with the fact that we are it's it's a quite a v of an individual journey when you're doing a phd Uh, but I think that nowadays it's also related to the fact that academia has boosted the number of PhDs in the last, uh, let's say, decade. Mm -hmm. But the resources you have available to mentor and to uh, guide those PhDs are the same that you have 10 years ago. So, for example, now a PI is going to disregard more their PhDs because the l the amount of PhDs that the PI has it's it's it has increased exponentially, mm -hmm. right. especially in Europe. Um, so I, that's a, according to research that's that's one of the um, the major the major issues uh, related with depression as well. People feel like they are they are not um, having real mentorship. Um, And they yeah, they feel alone in their projects, and they are not very integrated in the decision making process that that exists for their project. Okay, so so, so kind of uh, like just a tool, not uh, to to execute the exactly. ideas of someone else. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Makes I, sense. I I have felt like that, not to feel depressed, but like in my first job, I was super demotivated because at some point I was just uh, I didn't have a, a, any decisional power in the project and I was just there to fulfill some tasks right for your hands like yeah <laughs> I, I used basically... to I used to mess with the people uh, that the, my hands uh, cost millions <laughs> because I, because I used to get the uh, nice results and I was like but I, I didn't have any decisional power so it was one <laughs> for the other yeah so yeah um, have you have felt depressed uh, during your scientific career Jamie uh, so I've not been, only in the PhD yeah, I know I've had a long journey to get here <laughs> uh, like many different expression uh, many different many, kind many, of relationships many with supervisors <laughs> uh, but yeah it's, it's complicated for example I was thinking that uh, in my first when I was doing my uh, undergrad thesis okay uh, my supervisor was really demanding like really demanding <laughs> And I felt like I was just working just to, like, uh, I, you know, when you feel like a dog, <laughs> when you want to be a, just a good boy. Yeah, been there, yeah. done that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I felt a lot that. Now I feel like I'm, I'm more like making decisions and. Now you're a but, wolf. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a good description, actually. Uh, okay, don't take it too seriously. But, <laughs> uh, but now, for example, uh, what I feel is that. Uh, my research is just on me. Uh -huh. So in, in my first group, uh, the group was more integrated, like the lines of, of research were, were more close. Okay. Uh, now, like everyone in the group is doing very different things. Mm -hmm. So that comes to the, like, the first point of, of the thing, like being kind of, of on your own. Uh, yeah. Okay. And also the other thing is that you take the job home usually as a PhD student. 
So it's just you you never rest of it. You never have a break. Mm -hmm. So so, so that's that's like a like from a regular job. You usually work until I don't know six, uh -huh. and then you go home and you so, have your pint. So pretty much you're saying like uh, the work-life balance of a PhD is uh, more uh, unorganized than a normal than, than another type yes, of job. Yes, yes, and 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 sometimes it's not just uh, that you need to work a lot or you work a lot. It's that the like things that you you haven't done are in your mind and uh -huh. you're thinking like. Yeah, it's like a big yeah. backpack you take home. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's one of the other big, um, one of the other big uh, motives for people to get depressed during PhD or graduate school. Uh, it's the lack of work-life balance, and I think that there's a culture still in academia that the longer you stay, the more you work, the more results you generate, the better you are. Uh, and you, maybe you will get it, you know, maybe you will get the result that you want if you work more and more and more. And there's a lot of people that can uh, f fall into that trap. So, so uh, with my first supervisor, it was kind of like that. Like I, I worked every time, like e always I was working more because he was like, I was doing things and but he was never happy. So exactly, just to keep yeah. him happy, I was doing every time more things. But then at the end, he was never happy. So I realized Okay, I'm not gonna like. Do, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna yeah. bust my back or working here. But I think that's honestly in academia is something that it's still expected from PG yeah. students is for you to work relentlessly no matter what, and uh, I think that from older people sometimes mm -hmm. you listen a lot this sort of discourse that you know when i was doing my phd i was you know i was killing myself to get results so you also need to suffer a bit yeah yeah there's still this this culture a bit culture yeah. um and and that's that's awful you know yeah that yeah. doesn't help yeah. for someone that is already everyone that does a phd they are usually students that are already super motivated to do research that they really want to give themselves and if you have that that pressure on top it's it's even yeah um, it's uh, it's the and it's the cherry we, on he, top of the cake here yeah. we go again in with it. the with the soviet union anthem in the background <laughs> it's a system it's the system that the uh, push PhD students and push research in that sense, like uh, to generate results, because if you generate results, you're going to get grants. And if you don't get grants, um, you're not going to be able to do research. And in, in all this capitalist system, you need to be producing, 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 producing. Yeah. Success. Yeah. The, the, the more burnout you are, the more successful you are. It's such a cheaty concept. I know. It is. <clears throat> Sorry. It's all right. I was not about to start crying. We're, we're not going to cut out that. <laughs> Go for um, it. Yeah. So. Yeah, but uh, the thing with all of this, why are we having this conversation? It's because we want to identify the reasons why we feel depressed. Okay. Okay. Right? And who we know that is depressed and try to tell people that we've been there and it's okay to be depressed. Yes. But yes. there is a way to not be depressed. Yes. <laughs> or maybe we can try. We can try. I'm still trying. And there's ways. There's ways. I'm still uh, trying, guys. I'm still trying. There's a very easy way to stop being depressed. So what are the ways? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I can I can give a bit of my experience, maybe. Uh, if you feel comfortable, please. Yeah, go for yeah it. it's fine. 
So uh, when I was in uh, the second year of my PhD, I was in kind of a dark place. Uh, personally, my life was not going that well. Uh, and PhD-wise, my life was not going that well at all. Uh, so I started, I started feeling panic, panic attacks. Uh, I wouldn't sleep properly. I was constantly anxious. Um, and this maybe, I would say, was constant during maybe two months. And there was a point that I stopped sort of having the notion of time as well. Like I wouldn't know what time was it in the week. I wouldn't know, you know, I didn't know if I was tired or not. I was just like numb, completely numb. Okay. And at that point I thought, well, this is not normal, I think, or at least I don't want to feel like this for the rest of my life or the rest of my PhD, because otherwise it's not worth it. So I decided to uh, try and do something about it. Okay. And um, what did you do? I try to inform myself of what what could I what what services there were at, at UCL uh, that could help me out, and that's when I found that there are um, uh, men, men, not mental health services. Uh, so it's uh, well being or well being services, uh, pastoral I, services. Uh, yeah, I don't know the exact name. Okay, uh, okay, anyway. yeah. those kind of services. Yes, so it's those kind of services. And um, I had to fill in a questionnaire uh, that would uh, ask me about my moods, um, about my, for example, if I had suicide tendencies and all of that. And eventually I got an appointment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. After how long? Yeah, how long did that take? It took around a month. Okay. Which is not great if you are feeling like it's Like if you're really, in the age. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, so, if, if, yeah. Luckily, you were. If you're one step off the bridge, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a long time. Exactly. So I, I think that they, they, have, they have a scale in, in terms of like if you really have a, okay. a, an urgent situation or if you, can, if you feel like you can wait, they all, I think they also give you that option. Okay. Uh, so it helped me a bit to know that I was going to do something towards it uh -huh. as well. So yeah. Cool. Nice. And then and you after do that? like, uh, I don't know, like actions like doing physical activities or things like that or? for me that's the type of of therapy that i had at uh, at ucl with uh, with with uh, the services at ucl was cbt do you guys know what cbt uh, no? it was mentioned in our fifth episode about anxiety okay but yeah. what is it can you remind us? you can remind us please cognitive behavioral therapy okay, okay. and in CBT, you basically have, I think it can also be in the group, but in my case, I had it, it was like a one-to-one -one chat that okay. I would have uh, once a week for like half an hour to 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. yep. And I would define objectives in those, um, yeah, I would define objectives that I thought could make my life better. So we developed several several strategies for example i would talk i had ratings of how would i feel i had a journal that i could um, track the way i would feel uh, i would set objectives for each week for example this week i want to uh, focus on 
uh, doing exercise for one hour during two days of the week. Okay. And I'm not saying that this is the right type of therapy for everyone, but yeah. for mm -hmm. me, it, it really helped. Okay. And after two or three months of CBT, I, I actually went to Switzerland, so I had to stop. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was feeling much better and much more like my life was not just about the PhD and what I was going okay. through also personally. So I was sort of seeing the light like, in the end of the tunnel. Okay, like you felt more like in control, maybe. Exactly. Perfect. That's, yeah. that's, that's awesome. It was really good. I really liked my CBD sessions. I recommend if you guys want to try it out. Okay. Okay, nice. So one of the things I said uh, is, Uh, this is one big failure of the actual system, right? Yeah. So what do you think it can be some strategies, uh, not just our uni can implement, but like uh, in the academia world? Because these, I, and, and I cannot emphasize this enough, like you can see from time to time in prestigious journals of uh, academic journals, that they said, oh, PhD students are under a lot of pressure and they face a lot of mental health. But are they actually doing something? Mm, like, how can that are, be are, changed? Are they, they want really to mm. change? Are putting some effort and not just something just to lower down the, the levels of uh, stress? And there's an actual change in academia or they're going to still burning students out. It's, it's so complicated because in a PhD, uh, you're competing with like everyone in the world or like everyone doing in your area that's so that's something i would like to stop there a yeah. key word there competing Compe competing yeah. competition yeah but but you kind of are like you want to bring this new research and uh publish it but if someone comes with it first you don't yeah but also so it's it's uh, i don't know i have this mentality man that the, it shouldn't be like that it should be more in a collaboration way yeah. because for example our industry we are involved in, in pharmaceuticals and you and you want to discover this to patent it and pretty much become millionaire but that's just a capitalist mentality just to produce 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 revenue with a drug that might save lives but you want to discover it before anyone else because you want to produce money from it instead of collaborate with someone and i mean I this mean, is completely yeah. utopic but uh, like uh, make the world a better place like uh, from free patent from uh, releasing the patents and everything like elon musk this this week he released all the patents But he's already electric cars. crazy millionaire or billionaire, maybe. So I mean, he's already a millionaire. That's that's the thing. <laughs> I think that there are are smaller things that can <laughs> that we can start doing <laughs> rather than maybe. trying to change yeah. all of the yeah. pharma industry. I mean, if I could, if <laughs> but for example, if yeah, if we could stay here, I think that Alex would go crazy on these uh, capitalist things. But uh, for example, I think that from the point of view of of our micro world, of our daily lives, uh -huh. there are things that can be done. For example, if you are in a group that has several students, it would be nice to to start fostering a culture of co-authored papers. Okay. okay. I think that is the best projects that I've been at and that they worked the best were the projects that we knew that by the end of the project, we would have a paper where both 
heads that were really invested on the project were going to have the same um they would get out they they would get out uh, the same level of, the, um, of of prestige of prestige okay yeah so one thing is the the co-author of papers i think that's quite uh, a good way to foster collaborations within the groups you you already have or the or the um, you know if you're collaborating with another group you make sure that there are the two people that are collaborating mm -hmm. they will be co-authors in the paper that's nice yeah. and, and also it helps to eradicate toxic behaviors like competition i know exactly yeah. i think that's a, Which a was big my issue point. <laughs> another another issue is the hierarchy for in in labs i think it's very important nowadays there are pis that want to have many phd students and control those phd students uh -huh. all together um, and I think that happens quite a lot in the UK and that it would be nice to have a structured uh, organization in the groups. And for example, when I, when I was in Switzerland, uh, that worked pretty well, where you have the PI, you have several postdocs that, that they are project managers, uh -huh. basically. And those project managers, they are more guiding the PhD students and they are making sure that the PhD students are aligned with the objectives of the of the research group and that things are being run smoothly and experiments are being done and PhD students are have enough supervision and have enough mentoring. I think that's more or less what happens in Chile too. Yeah, like, I, 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 I mean, mean Ch Chile is very way. well uh, structured yeah. in that way. Yeah. Here, I, was, I like, haven't I, seen that. Yeah, like, I exactly, see people I like knowing really like little and entering to the labs without supervision and like yeah. Here. First, yeah here here here, here yeah. is crazy yeah. i mean yeah uh, and people wasting with, with lots of money it's also yes. very different from that's, what i've seen that's in portugal an, as well that's yeah. another thing uh, that i commented i don't remember when that probably here you cannot see those problems because there's enough money to be wasted yeah and they don't care of uh, a completely rookie uh, researcher wasting a lot of money in the first experiment uh, if in the end gets nice results but in places like portugal or in chile if you fucked it up with expensive with an expensive reagent probably they're gonna ban you from the lab for a long time <laughs> yeah oh yeah and you, you you're not gonna want to make, do it again yeah and you're gonna ask every question every question and you want to be sure yeah yeah and here people break equipment people spend a lot of money in reagents they never use so i think yeah having an account uh, having uh, keeping accountable uh, the money uh, you spend it's a uh, it's a good track of uh, having a nice uh, research and like having nice uh, env uh, academic environment yeah i agree yeah it gives you a more sense of responsibility and it also motivates you in a in a way that you know that what you're doing is important. I think that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. 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 And also much of these grants are public funds. So you're using money, people's money, taxpayers, money. taxpayers money, uh, and you're sending it down the drain sometimes. If that doesn't make you think. I don't know. But yeah. that's more pressure on people with depression. <laughs> is it not? <laughs> no, because, no, because it, make, it makes it more responsible. It's I like think it, it's yeah. a group effort. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we scientists uh, yeah, yeah. Are, are part of the community and we are in charge of uh, bring the the development of uh, of any country. So we are... Uh, yeah. We, we we need to keep accountable of the money we are spending. Yeah, so th that's a meme of a scientist like going home and... and 
uh, his wife asked like uh, how, how did your work uh, went today and he just started thinking about all the plastic waste that he like <laughs> produced oh, yeah. and without I any significant result yeah. <laughs> and then he says Good. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I actively think about that when I do experiments, and it's that's something that in our industry it's it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. we might be harming more the environment uh, and Damn. harming more people through the waste we make, rather than the amount of people we save with you know the therapies we develop. Okay, Ooh. this is now maybe my... maybe let's edit this part. <laughs> <laughs> this is now my sustainability uh, part kicking in do you know how much of uh, plastic waste from labs goes into the ocean like in kilograms or? i don't know no, if like, i like, want like to know all, all the percent uh, in per percentage wise like uh, how, how much how of it of, of how, the total how, 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 yeah how much of the of the pla of the of the plastic pollution yeah, okay. in the oceans comes from uh, labs. from labs 20 percent Uh, no, it's a bit less. It's 11%, but 11. still. It's a lot. It's a, it's lot. a lot. It's a lot. I knew you were going to go with a with with a big number. That's why I throw 20, but 20 is a lot. No. Yeah, but... but yeah. Wow. Okay. We... We are going away from the yeah. topic yeah, yeah. of yeah. depression yeah. I know. We are... Yeah, so <laughs> I want to bring the, the depression back. Yeah. Yeah. So you already said your personal uh, perspective of depression during academia. Uh, in my personal opinion, I've never felt like uh, depressed uh, in academia, but I felt depressed in life uh, before. But have you felt depressed uh, in academia, Jamie? So I would say I would usually use work to like escape from sad situations. Like, a, okay. I don't know, like a, as a good place. If Your you know happy place. I mean. Yeah. So I, I became obsessive uh, with work and all of that. But I don't think like work being a source of, of, of anxiety or depression for me. Okay. Yeah. So now okay. you have a point, uh, Anna. Um, so I think another big, um, another big reason for graduate students to feel anxiety or depression is also related with the pressure we have to find a job because our... If we finish our scholarships, so after three years, in my case, for example, the idea would be that I would be in the lab for three years. After three years, I would write my thesis, but during the last year, I was not funded. So that was a big, um, a big thing. source of, of anxiety, and it can also contribute to a state of depression because it's an insecurity in life that, you know, you start thinking, okay, so how am I going to manage this? Yeah. Um, and the consequences of that is usually that you have to write and do a job at the same time, which I can tell by experience that it's very complicated and it's, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, contribute for you to have work-life balance even after you finish your lab work. Yeah, it, it happened to me in, in my master's thesis. I finished like working in a different city, uh, writing for my university where I was doing my master's. And also like uh, I had different jobs. I once worked in a, uh, how you say this place where the chips come? The like, pier, the dock. In a pier, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yeah, because for I me, yeah. Needed the money. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. It's, 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 it's like the this pyramid of needs. Like you need things covered, and then you can worry about the exactly. higher yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's so an, another source of the uh, another source of anxiety is um, you don't want to stop your life or to lose a train. You know, you want to continue. You a lot of people have this drive to continue. You know, I have to work. I have to go and do something after this. Um, but I guess it's also okay to take a break. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Sometimes um, you if you really... have the means. Yeah. 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 And for people that also want to stay in academia, there's the additional pressure that there are not that many places in academia for you to... Yeah, and academia has a lot of politics. And academia, is... academia is hardcore, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of egos involved. So yes. uh, it, it can be a de depending on the place it can be a very toxic environment. Yeah. I, I in my last job there was some very toxic um, relationships between some of the PIs. So it was all 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 the the common people like uh, the rest of the researchers we were all friends. <laughs> but the PIs couldn't <laughs> talk could they couldn't see each other and they were like like two cats it was okay yeah it was awful wow yeah i i would like to ask you a question alex shit where where are the jokes in this podcast uh, <laughs> 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 alex is feeling a bit depressed today so <laughs> no I, jokes. So, so are you recognizing me as the funny guy no no no. i'm just asking <laughs> you a question no I'm, i don't know man the no but it's been it's been great it's, i'm yeah. just saying like we are like not covering that part <laughs> In yeah. this episode? No, but uh, the, well, the, next, we, we, next. We, we will have some jokes. Come on, we will I have cracked some jokes. some jokes. You guys are being unreasonable here. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. So, uh, something else to cover? Or um, are we fine? There's a last there thing. There is a last thing. Okay. okay. There is a last thing uh, that is... It's. I'm going to throw it out there. It's an interesting statistic uh, that says that women consistently are more likely to suffer from mental health disorders than men. There's a what reference a there. What a surprise. Um, with our society, what a surprise. Exactly. Don't think I'm a misogynistic swine. Yeah, yeah me neither. <laughs> huh? Like I'm here on the yeah. side of feminism, guys. <laughs> and then uh, there's, another, there's another phrase in this, in this paper that says, our results corroborate these findings within the graduate trainee population. Both transgender, gender non-conforming and female graduate students are significantly more likely to experience anxiety and depression than the, their male graduate student counterparts. I think this is important to refer and to say that our... Um, so the usual trends that we see in society that are related with the fact that there is not equality between genders mm -hmm. um, is also still transferred into a very highly educated population which is the academic environment and the graduate student um, environment yeah. which is very interesting I, I would say and sometimes this kind of population is the most reluctant to change and the yeah. most exactly uh, either racist or homophobic or transphobic I think that one of the things is that hierarchy in academy is related to age so yes, people yes. like old people they they don't accept change 
and maybe that's why like uh for, for example i think in in the engineering faculty they prefer men like yeah uh, but, like, but yeah i but can say that, that there is something oh well there's a, also another statistic that that i have to <clears throat> to talk about which is portugal it's one of the countries in the world that has the most uh, amount of women in science That's awesome. Oh, that's great. Which is great. Woohoo, Portugal has something Woo. good, finally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good for but also in Portugal, such a, the, and in, in other countries in Europe as well, people, people in high, um, in the hierarchy, in academia, surprise, surprise, are men. The majority of, of, oh, of okay. the people that are in, in, okay. um, in, in, in positions of in power. Positions of power. So I guess that there are many, many things we can say about these. Yeah. Uh, women have, have started um, to, to go to, to, you know, to have other opportunities to go to university later on. So maybe we're still on, you, we're getting more and more women. But I can say that in my experience, I, I have, there are still things in academia that undermine women in science. Mm. And yeah, we need to do something to change this. Okay. Yeah, I think definitely. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So, anyways, we could be here talking about all of these for a long time. Uh huh. Um, but I just want to finish by saying that there is a very interesting paper that was published in Nature uh, in 2018, which is called uh, mm, "Evidence for a Mental Health Crisis in Graduate Education." by Th Teresa M. Evans and others. So yeah, <laughs> if you are interested in all of these statistics and uh, how, how, how people are thinking about changing these, um, these statistics for the better, go and read this paper. It's very interesting. Excellent. Good. Thanks, Anna. Very, very much appreciated. So to change the, the topic a bit, the other day, I was um, uh, waiting the bus yeah. towards Camden, and there was a guy next to me, uh, a very skinny and blonde guy. He looked very, 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 uh, I wouldn't say depressed, but very down. And, and I asked him, like, uh, is everything all right, mate? And he said, no, uh, life is pointless, but if I were here alone, I literally killed myself and I told him like, oh, good. I'm very happy to be your buffer from suicide, mate. Then I told him, eh, everything will be fine. You can do, you can be whoever you want. The year was 1983 and that person was Boris Johnson. <laughs> It happened in London. <laughs> <laughs> What would you do different? No, <laughs> I wouldn't have talked with him, or I would. I would have changed the bus stop, man. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm okay. gonna take a license now. Okay. Very special episode. Uh, I'm gonna present a song of mine. Okay. Uh, it talks about uh, how you learn from sad situations, basically. So yeah, here it goes. El borrador 
de sentir dolor como en un concurso de la televisión gane o pierda le estará igual ya está escrito always in this show we believe that recommending something is showing love to the people that you care so we have recommendations from the heart we really enjoy this song oh yeah i love it And we're going to start with Anna. Anna, can you tell us your recommendation, please? Can I give two recommendations? Yeah, of course. So, so I have a recommendation for the extroverts and the recommendation for the introverts. Wow, okay. how considerate. <laughs> I know. So my first recommendation is a cafe in Stoke Newington, or as Alex likes to call, the, to call it, Stokey. For, for um, the locals, Stokey. But he's not a local, but okay. <laughs> uh, so the name of this, of this cafe is Café Zibar. And uh, it's a really nice uh, cafe. With, uh, it has loads of books. So actually, you can also be an introvert and you go there because you can read loads of books and stuff. Um, I'm an introvert and I like to read books. Maybe I'm assuming too much. I don't know. <laughs> Um, they have really nice foods. Um, they have these um, flatbreads with... Um, Turkish flatbread. With, yeah, it's a Turkish flatbread. It's really, really tasty. Uh, they have really nice desserts. And they also have a kids cafe just next to it. Uh, so if you have kids, it's a plus. And my second recommendation is a YouTube channel called Colors, where actually... This song that we passed in the podcast today from Mayra Andrade uh, is in there as well. Um, it has a lot of soul, a lot of different uh, artists that have very different backgrounds. So yeah, I've enjoyed it a lot, and I I think it's yeah I think it's a good channel. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. So Jamie. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It's your turn for the recommendation. No one is depressed. No one is depressed here. So I brought a a podcast. It's a competition. A competition. Yeah. Trailer. I know, but they have. Many episodes. So, like, <laughs> while you're waiting, while you're waiting for us to get to call <laughs> to come with a new one, you can listen to this one. Uh, it is called Dear Hank and John, and it's uh, it. They talk about they ask, they answer questions from from their audience, uh, and giving dubious advice, and they also tell you news about Mars and AFC Wimbledon, which is a a club a football club here in london that <laughs> it's owned by their by their uh fans okay so it's, a, it's a really special club nice uh, yeah and it's it's really fun um uh, yeah yeah i had always a good time listening to it how many episodes are they have already Ooh, they started in 2017 okay and they have an episode weekly so there's a lot do you think we're gonna become like them We, we're gonna become like them mm-hmm. or we're gonna for get sh- more famous sure, than for them sure. <laughs> but I'm they, they sure you get so they, famous. this this podcast is from two brothers that they they also have a youtube channel uh called uh, crash course where they where they show they teach uh, science and history and many different things okay so they, they have tons of content uh, okay but so yeah we're, we're not we're not brothers thank god yeah <laughs> so yeah <laughs> that, that's Jeez. That's my recommendation for today. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, what's your time? What have you brought us? I love this song so much. So, my recommendation is, is another music album this time. Uh, I need to put a bit of context in this. Because recently I bought a new pair of trainers. Okay. Vans shoes. Okay. Skater shoes. <laughs> And I really love them. And the thing is, having these Vans shoes uh, remind me my skate skater days. Okay. So I've been listening a lot of punk rock lately. And the album I bring today is the last album of one of my favorite bands, that is uh, Black Bad Religion. And <laughs> to put a bit of context, <laughs> come on, man, this is the John this Alex. is melancholy, right? John yeah. Alex, uh, I used to on, listen to this, <laughs> but the thing is, um, the new album uh, uh, of Bad Religion was released this uh, earlier this year. It's called Age of Unreason. Okay. It's one of their best works in many many years. The album is amazing. They they sound like uh, they're they are still in their 20s And they have already uh, 19 records. And you wanna play it? And they they release this, and all the all the lyrics are very um, contemporary with okay. American reality. Okay. But it can be extrapolated to every country in the world because every country is crazy. So this song that we're listening now is called "Do the Paranoid Style," and. Right now in the UK, everyone is pretty paranoid with Brexit and everything, so it can be applied to anything. The the guys are very clever in their lyrics. 
I uh, think they are teachers, right? Uh, one, I, I don't know if all of them, but uh, the singer, he, he has a PhD in geology, and he's, okay. a, he's a lecturer in geology. Okay. Cool. So, uh, yes, uh, that's my recommendation. It's a very short album. It's like 30-something minutes. Uh, and if you, want, if, if you feel like you're hating the world, Uh, you can release your tension a bit with that. Now you have to give me some time to get to the song. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and that was the segment. <laughs> oh, that went smooth. That went smooth. Okay. That was good. That was good. Okay, so that's it with our recommendation from the heart. When this song plays, it means we reach the end of another successful episode. It releases endorphins, doesn't it? For you? Uh, no? Mm, it makes me happy. <laughs> Not that much, mate. Okay. So, But it's a good feeling. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing feeling. Uh, but yeah, we have another episode. Thank you, Anna, for being here and bring all the statistics and all the study and all the experience it was my pleasure thanks for having me and any final thoughts jamie uh okay i think this is kind of the obvious thing but if you identify that you're feeling like we described like do something that's all all i can say okay like take action okay yeah take uh proper action don't yeah. don't don't be listening a podcast and think you'll be fine find real support yeah yeah and don't think that you know there's plenty of people going through the same so just don't be afraid of talking to someone your friend and i'm sure that if you're in uni or not in uni there's always a place where you can go and search help search for help yep yep cool yeah don't rely in two twats that uh, have a podcast <laughs> especially us uh, <laughs> it's been a wonderful podcast yes it was a, it's a very nice episode uh, and it's time to start saying goodbye bye uh, I was Alex and I was with Jamie and Anna and this was I'm a smarter in my own language ciao I'm lost and I can't seem to find my way home I've been burning up time, burning out my mind on an endless winding road All my burdens keep me hurting, ever present, never certain, all alone They keep beating at my soul It's hard to see the future when the present doesn't suit you Every day feels like a blinding cold Blinding cold